everybody, and welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. Um, we're back again. We've got Raz. Yo, what's good? And Ben. Hey, guys, what's going on? And uh, we're back again for uh, another episode. Uh, so, uh, you guys been up to anything lately? Lots of basketball. Lots of basketball. my life. We're in, we're in the thick of basketball. Right now, but you've Ben's been, actually talking about... You've been basketballing? His, yeah, man, I played basketball for the first time in like two months, yeah, uh, like a couple of days ago. This guy's blowing my phone, texting me, asking me for to borrow a pair of shorts. It's like, man, I need a pair of shorts, but I ended up finding a pair of shorts you last minute. You don't have minute. any shorts. I couldn't find them, and I was like running late. Them, like you have one pair of basketball shorts? <laughs> exactly. I couldn't find it. I got a drawer just with basketball shorts in it. Well, what it was, I put all my like workout clothes together and I put them somewhere separate because I wanted to wash them together. But oh, so you didn't have any clean? I didn't have any clean. Because yeah. oh, you've been story. going to the gym. I've seen the Snapchats at yeah, the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy taking uh, okay. snaps in the gym. Yeah, n- not working out whatsoever. Yeah, just dancing in front of the mirror. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, well, we were doing some dancing uh, a week or so ago whenever my boys won the Super Bowl. Mm, mm. And uh, Raz, you were over, and uh, we were watching the game. What did you think? That was definitely the best, the most exciting Super Bowl I've ever watched. Wait, 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 wait a second. You said the most exciting. Most exciting. So there was that was literally the most boring Super Bowl. What? It, until until the fourth quarter, I was literally falling asleep. Now, actually, I kind of wanted the Patriots, and I'm not a Patriots fan, but I kind of wanted them to come back just to make it a game at least, which they did, obviously. You know, we all know what happened. But before that, was it not a snooze fest for the first three quarters? To me, I don't think it was a snooze fest, man. <laughs> because it was the hype. Atlanta was in a Super Bowl. Like, that has never happened. So, you know Atlanta... They did once. Yeah, they've been... Well, yeah, back in, what, 1999? 96. No, 99, you're right. That was when they played the Broncos. Right. So, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. 18 years? Yeah. And I know Atlanta... uh, Atlanta... Atlanta... Ike's... Lentons? I was about to call them Atlanta aliens. Atlantalians? Atlantians. Atlantians were... Hype wanted to blow some money that weekend. Georgians, Georgians, in surrounding areas, but it just didn't happen for them. And I want some money off that game, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop betting. No, it's just little, it just little. I don't bet super crazy. Just you know, hey, even why I want to put Do you a, have a bookie? No. <laughs> I should. If you got a book, you don't got a problem. No. <laughs> that's when you cross the line. When you when you when you get a bookie, that's when you're. What about when you're? That's your occasional just hey man, bet you five dollars turns into a problem. That's when you're classified as degenerate. Well, if you're your own bookie. <laughs> what does that mean? It means you can't be your own bookie. Yeah, if I go on my phone and submit my money. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what a bookie is. Oh man. But yeah, up until that point, it was. I mean, I don't think the whole game. I think it was just that narrative of the whole, the whole game. Dude, that catch that Julio made. Well, first of all, that catch 
was one of the there best some good catches. catches I've ever yeah. seen. That's what and made it the, exciting. The the catch that Edelman made was also really, really good. Now, his was more like a concentration thing, whereas like Julio's was just complete athleticism. He was like blinded, but still somehow pulled that in. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there were some good plays. I tend to agree with Ben. It was not a very entertaining game until the last five minutes of the game whenever you know the Patriots are within two touchdowns and then within one and then tied up but it you know it it wound up being one of the greatest because of the comeback it wound up you know wound up being one of the greatest in especially in my mind being a Patriots fan one of the greatest comeback uh, one of the big, biggest Super Bowls of all time but I think that's mostly because of the of the comeback and the first time having an overtime game, which is super unbelievable to me. I, I hadn't even thought about that. Whenever it's going to overtime and they're talking about this is the first game, like I, that is like almost unbelievable to me mm-hmm. that there's never been a Super Bowl game go to overtime in what, 51 of them now. Um, well, that's one of the like, things you don't even think about. It's a crazy. recurring theme is you'll hear me say, I'm not a Patriots fan, but as soon as they scored, what was it, when they had nine points, I think they had just got a a touchdown and they missed the extra the point but I was like don't count them out of this game like this is not over yet and then of course here they come just piece little by little I mean when you're down though 25 points not when you're Tom Brady you don't ever count them out oh you you can't ever count out Brady and you know which is funny because you know they've they've put out some like mic'd up audio after the fact and um you know there was one I was I, I saw where is the uh you know the Falcons one of the Falcons players and they're over on the sideline and they're just chit-chatting and they're like yeah but they got Brady and it's crazy it was like just the foreshadowing of even they knew like you know whether you vocalize it or not like you know yeah but they still got like, like we put up 20-some-odd points in the first half. They got Brady and a half to do the same thing, and this is exactly what happened. Yeah. But um, what does that say for him like all time in you guys' minds? I mean, let's let's stack up the, the facts first. So if we look at Super Bowl wins by quarterbacks, you have a lot of guys with two, you know, including Bart Starr, all, you know, all the older guys, Jim McMahon. We have um, Peyton, Eli, Roethlisberger more recently. We have Aikman, who had three. And then you have two guys with four. You have Bradshaw and Montana, which I think the one thing you can say about the two of them that a qualifier is that they both won all four Super Bowls they were in. You know, for Brady, he's won five out of seven. That's pretty dang good. I mean... And he, he had to get them there. You know, maybe the other years, Bradshaw and Montana just couldn't get them to where they need to be. But, um, you know, I think it says a lot when you've won every time that you've been there. But still, I think the number is really what we always look at when we look at number of championships. Like, we look at Jordan, Kobe, um, Russell. You know, we look at LeBron by championships. So, I would say when, you, when you put too. Brady... At Robert the, Ory at the top. All right, yeah, we're gonna ignore that. When you put Brady at the top with five Super Bowls, which to me is a lot harder 
to win Super Bowls than it is to win an NBA championship when it comes down to it, then you got to say he's number one. You know, and personally, I'm not, I don't really like him that much, but I still would have to say he's the best, he's the best quarterback of all time. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think there's few exceptions to the championship rule. Um, you know, like Dan Marino. I mean, he, he, you know, he's one of the greatest, arguably. Um, right, but we're talking the about the five. greatest. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady doesn't have the the like statistical records. He's got a lot though. He's up there. I mean, as far as for quarterback, I mean, he doesn't have the, you know, the passing touchdown yardage, you know, records that you think of a quarterback, like type of type of um, greatness. But as far as just being the cliche field general, leading your team, willing your team, and like, I think he's absolutely the greatest. And um, something we were talking about beforehand was the fact that, you know, yeah, those guys won four for four, but you think of, like, uh, Terry Bradshaw, who is, you know, who played in an era where you don't have the constantly changing structure of your teams, um, whereas, you know, he's playing with mostly the same team, an absolutely ridiculous defense. Yeah, one um, of the best defenses of all time. He had two Hall of Fame receivers. Yeah. You know, you had two running backs who put up a thousand yards in the same season several times, I think. But yeah, I mean, I, I get exactly what you're so saying. So not to take anything away from them, but I think Brady has shown that he's been able to do it over a period of 15 years at, you know, with constantly changing personnel and good defenses, but never like those, like, oh, remember, you, you know, like never, like, what I'm trying to say, he, he's never had the, the like, out of this world defenses. Yeah, no, you know, that's I mean, definitely true. You think, I mean, you know, you think of, like those Steelers teams, a lot of people would argue that the defense was the more integral part of those teams yeah. back in the day. Or the Seahawks. You know. You know, a couple of years ago. But anyways, <clears throat> so I mean that's why for me he's he's great because he's just done it consistently. Um, and with Belichick, I mean there's that program that um, they just they just have everything. I mean every aspect of their program just so dialed in that they can just do it year over year with whoever shows up. So I think but, we, we definitely agree then. Raz, are you in agreement? Yeah, I think Brady it's, it's, is it's the GOAT. Yeah, there's no question. Him winning five Super Bowls. Who has five Super Bowls? Another um, thing that – oh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, another was, thing that a lot of, like, I found interesting was the, like, other athletes' reaction to Super Bowl and Brady talking about he's the greatest – I think that says a lot when you got other athletes saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time, greatest maybe NFL player of all time. Yeah, I mean, when you want to put in that perspective, you just want to ask the players and ask, get their perspective. You know, 
which could be the most important perspective because they they play against him, mm-hmm. you know. And they say Brady, so I mean that's what it is. The W's count. Yeah. So, hey, we got well, another one. All right. Well, so maybe we should talk about the elephant in the room then, which is Jimmy Garoppolo. What's gonna happen with him? Are we? Uh, yeah, because he's a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, also. <laughs> I don't know if you could classify him as that. He was playing on the bench. Well, hey, he's he got has rings. He's got two rings. rings. He's got the rings, man. You won a champion on your team. And he won them games too this season, which you know ended resulted to rings. So, so that that brings up a conversation where, you know, he's generating a lot of value right now for the Patriots. They don't anticipate Brady retiring for at least another two or three years. So, do you pull the trigger on a trade right now for Garoppolo to, say, the Browns, you know, or a team that's looking for a quarterback? I think that's a no-brainer. I think that he's shown in the games that he has played that he can, he can, run the system and that he can, you know, he can make the throws and he's, you know, the. Um, I know a lot of times. A lot of times people value the intangibles and what more intangibles can you have but from like from learning from what we just discussed being the greatest of all time and learning how to learning how to how to play, how to practice and how to lead from somebody like that. He can only be a benefit to yeah. a team that needs some kind of structure and leadership like the Browns. I mean I th- I think I mean- yeah, it's perfect what you say that because a lot of players, well, actually coaches that came came from the Belichick tree and are leading their own um, or hitting their own um, kind of career in you know a different on a different team like um, what's the guy's name, the head coach for the you know Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. I mean, a lot of players and coaches that came out of that system. So I think that's part of the process of um, recommending uh, players and coaches when they're coming coming out from New England, you know, because they being under that tutelage and being under that winning environment, you know, you can say, oh, well, you, it's like coming from Harvard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we want you. We want you at our company because we think. So we, we definitely think that Garoppolo's value is pretty high. So if on the flip side, if you're the Browns, what how much are you willing to give up for Garoppolo? Do I mean they have the, they have the second pick, then they have the twelfth pick, then they have like twenty two, something like that. He's first rounds. You gotta unload first round first rounds for that. So they have the first pick? First and twelfth. First and twelfth pick. Okay. So I don't think he's worth the first pick, personally. I wouldn't be willing to give up that value. But the question is, at number one, are they wanting to go after Trubisky? Are they going to go after Miles Garrett? Uh, are they going to go after somebody? I think they should go after like a defensive lineman or offensive lineman to help protect the quarterback. or And maybe... Maybe they give up twelve for Garoppolo if Patriots are willing to do that, which I mean I would think they would have to take that offer. I mean, oh yeah, I mean you got a early early to mid round pick at you know and 
I, I agree with you. I think the Browns, they have to. I mean, I think they would be... I don't. I don't think that they are. Would I don't think that they would draft a quarterback number one, just because Miles Garrett is such. I mean, he just. I think he's, on everything that I've seen, he's pretty much a shoe in for number one unless he screws up in the combine or, yeah. or does something else. Something else comes up, but, um, so I think you know that. I think that would be a great asset, <clears throat> exactly what they need to do, um, as far as on the defensive line to do that. And then um, with Garoppolo, I mean, if you you make a move, I mean, think of how many quarterbacks they've drafted. They just keep drafting and drafting and drafting these quarterbacks and that don't turn out. I mean, even if Garoppolo doesn't turn out, there's, okay, you've been through this before, you know, but you, yeah. you have more of a, you have a guy who's, Somebody's a little you have a guy who's a, who's a yeah. you know, Technically considered a veteran, he's got leadership skill. He's he's been in a system where, um, you know, he's been able to learn from the best. I I think it's a no brainer for them, you know. And I don't I don't see any reason why the Patriots wouldn't personally give up a first. If round I was the Browns, I would get a first round. And I'm point. not big on Garoppolo just because he hasn't proven that much yet. But I would much rather have somebody like Garoppolo. Who all the things you're saying about are true? You know he's been in a good system. We know he's got some skills. I'd rather have him than like a Romo, where you know Romo's a proven commodity. However, he's been injured so injured much and, and he's getting older. So how much are you willing to invest into you know Romo? An argument that I heard the other day was, say, at at twelve, if you're going to pick a quarterback at twelve, so you've got. You know, whoever's left, Trubisky's probably going to be gone, but um, Sean Watson's probably going to be there. So basically, act like Jimmy Garoppolo or one of these guys is is no. it, back in the draft. Mm -hmm. So you can stick with what you got and draft a quarterback, draft Deshaun Watson, or draft Jimmy Garoppolo. Who who are you picking between the two? I would rather have Garoppolo right now, just because he's art. He's got. Like three, four years under his belt now, and I mean you have that you have the hindsight, but you know you have that you have you, you're at number twelve. You here we are. We're here. We have a choice. We can take somebody who we who we or or the other the other option for a team like them or anybody else who needs a quarterback is to wait on Watson. But then is he going to be there? Yeah, because I think he could be maybe available late in the first round, early second round. And I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. He's played for three years now, so he's got. It's not like he's, you know, one and done like some of these college basketball players. He's he's got some experience. He's been in two championship games, one one now. So I definitely think he'll be a good quarterback, but I don't think he's going to go very high. But also depends what type of. Uh, I mean, you got to put some protection in front of him. You know, you want him to last under your under your program. So you got to think about, you know, his longevity, too. You don't want to just throw him right in the fire if you think he's going to be ready so soon. So you got to think about that. So we talked a lot about the Patriots, one of the, the great dynasty teams. You know, they've won five Super Bowls in the last 15-plus years. And now what... We could talk about 
in the news a lot lately has been the UConn women's team. They got 100 wins in a row. I mean, do you guys remember any other teams putting up those kind of numbers? Not to mention all the championships they've won recently. I think it's incredible. It's a quite well, you think just, uh, I mean, how many games How many games you're playing a season? 45? Probably probably less than that. Probably 30 or 35. So you think just like as far as, you know, because, you know. You've basically gone three years without losing. You've, gone, you've basically gone three season, three full seasons without without a loss and being able to, you know, you know, finish it out with the championships and stuff. That's unprecedented. I mean, in major sports, I mean, I don't, there's no other basket. There are definitely no pro teams. Have ever yeah, done I'm, that. I'm, I, mean, I can think of some high school teams. Like I think there's a team in California, high school football team that won so many championships in a row, went so many years without losing, but it's it, college sports. Pro sports is incredible. Thirty-one games per year, including yeah, thirty-one games. The so they've games. three plus years they've not lost a game. Yeah, that level of competition that's just that's absolutely unheard of. The one thing is they, they get every year he gets the best players coming out of high school. I mean they're and they're going into the WNBA and they're the best players in the league almost yeah. every year. It's crazy, but. I think you know. I mean, you see that they have the talent there, but he's got to he's got to manage that talent, and he's got to figure out a way to get them to work together. So, because I mean, you see, like, you know, in the early two thousands, where Miami was getting in football, Miami was getting all the good talent, and then you know USC, everybody wanted to go to USC when they were hot, and then now Alabama, you know, they can basically just, you know, they can they can get the the top recruits. But and it just says a lot to their coaching and their preparation, their whole their whole uh, organization that they, you know, can get that talent, but then follow through, take with it, it and, yeah. and make Definitely. it. Definitely, Gino Ariema. I mean, he's he's just such a fantastic coach, and everybody likes him. I don't think anybody has anything negative to say about him. So, quite an accomplishment, and hats off to the UConn women. Congrats. 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 Keeping it on the East Coast. Um, <laughs> sticking <laughs> with basketball. Sticking with basketball on the East Coast. Um, this whole Charles Oakley versus James Dolan situation. Free Oakley. Yeah, that, I think just the Knicks in general just need to shut it down. Like, <laughs> just quit. Shut just, it down. Like, just, take an absence. No, just move out. What? Just, just shut it down. They can. They're the number one. Uproar bigger than. You got the mellow. They're the you know, richest friend, basketball franchise in history. But they got the mellow controversy, the Charles Oakley controversy. They're just, I mean. Derrick Rose, Rose doesn't Rose show up for the games Sasha without controversy. I mean, listen. What guys, happened to Sasha Vujic? I don't know. You just wanted to say <laughs> that. <laughs> you just wanted to throw a Lakers name in there. I mean, when you have this much, we have this much drama. From a such an irrelevant team, it's silly. It's pointless. It's just, silly. Just shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. But to to stay on it, who's more? I think we can all agree there's wrong on both sides. It's pity party all the way through. Petty party. Sorry. Petty party. Hashtag <laughs> petty party. Uh, who is in more wrong in the situation, Tony? 
Who's more wrong? Who's more if wrong? If I want to say who's more wrong. Who has the technical foul in this situation? If I want to say who's more wrong, who gets the technical foul? Probably Dolan. The billion dollar owner? Dude, you got billions wow, of I'm dollars. I'm shocked that you said that right now. You got billions of dollars. You, you know, you're a grown man. And you're going to get, like, you're going to get offended and be so petty about this. And the thing is, so not so much the actual situation during, like, during the event. Okay, so if you've got a guy who is, who was, I mean, the face of the organization for a little while. The face of the organization. You're talking about Oakley? Oakley. Well, I wouldn't say that, but he was the heart and soul. He was the heart and soul for the fans. Fan favorite. I mean, he'll say that absolutely for for a while back in the nineties. Yeah, and you so you got this guy who is so respected and stuff like that, and he's here at the game, you know, as a you know, almost as a as almost as a a representative of the team. Yeah, you know, when people see when people see him at the game, they think of all the feelings and the times that they. Had whenever he was playing, mm-hmm. and then you're going to sit here and just act a fool and be warned that hey man, you need to tone it down. We're going to ask you to leave, and then to c- continue and keep up the shenanigans. And then when you're asked to leave, you're going to get in a physical altercation with the security guards. Yeah, he was in the wrong then, but then after the fact. Okay, so with, not not the altercation. No, part, I think but, I think. But to his defense. What has Jim Dolan done for the Knicks except turn them into a clown show? He, he, mind you, he inherited the team from his father, so he didn't actually. So I mean, as far as that, as far as that goes, I think you know, which I think there was there's the reports say that there was you know he was warned and then he was you know the security guards were sent to to escort him out. So okay, that's fine. What happened from that point? From that point on, yeah, he shouldn't have gotten to a physical altercation with him. But then to like to bait him for life and accuse him of being an alcoholic and to all this stuff like that's that's stuff that Dolan should have never ever ever PR even is gotten a complete into. Complete nightmare yeah. right now. And that that's from, from they that point all from that point on is where I completely say that Dolan was in the wrong. You know, it is from the time that. Uh, from the time that Oakley left the building, okay, that should have been the end of it. That should have been look, you know, hey, maybe give him a phone call or something. And say, hey, man, you know, I didn't appreciate that. You know, try to talk it out, see what was, you know, try to maybe meet with him or something. Yeah, but I mean, Dolan just went off the rails. Uh, to me, I feel like you threw me he a went off because I really thought you were going to take Dolan's side on this one. Well, I think he wanted to make an example out of. Um, Oakley for some odd reason. Uh, I don't know. By bringing in guys that have had nothing to do with the team since they left, when they had a when they had a alter when so, so bringing in um uh star what's his name Star Lord um Star Lord Lutro Sprewell Sprewell Star Lord Star Lord <laughs> What is a no Hey. What have, uh, what's Latrell Sprewell shoes called? What were they called? Star, you're talking about Starberries. Oh, Starberries. No, no, that's no, the Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. He is that's a great Nick. He was a Nick. Was you a went Nick. to Star-Lord. I'm thinking of Starberry and Star-Lord. Yeah. Uh, oh, my Lord. So, to bring in, to bring in, like, Latrell Sprewell and stuff like that, who, this guy, 
like you had a falling out with him. He hasn't moved back to your building since, and now just two days later, oh, oh just saw <laughs> oh Latrell Sprewell decided to show what was up. The last time like, I saw the name Latrell Ben Baker, he played for them for one season. Get out of here! Like you're trying, you're like you're, you're like buying, trying way too hard. Yeah, you're trying to buy good face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing. And no one believes it. That's no. the thing. It's nobody's buying into it. No. Especially not Knicks fans because they can see no. right through it. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, I feel like, you know, obviously we don't know exactly what's, what was true and what was not true, whatever, but I feel that Oakley came to the game. He said he paid for the tickets or whatever like that. So, you know, some people are saying he didn't pay for the tickets. Or, you know, they were given to him or whatever like that. But So, I'm not even going to touch on that. My thing is, he's there at the game. Obviously, he means something to the fans because the Knicks are playing like crap. And he, what Oakley did when he was playing there, he left it. Like he, I liked his quote he said um, on ESPN. It was like his interview after the whole shebang happened. He said, you know, I wasn't the best player. But the fans know, like, I left it all out there. And right. I can appreciate that because, you know, a lot of people on a lot of teams aren't the best player, but they play with their heart. And so I think he was um, a figure that the people appreciate and well, is, a, is a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel when you see, like, a great or a legend to a certain extent. Um, there at the game when your team is not performing to their best ability. So, and, and that's the thing I was going to say too is because who are the Knicks fans side? What what side are the Knicks fans going to take? That, are they going to take Oakley, who poured his heart and soul into the team for ten years, or are they going to take Dolan, who has turned him into a circus, basically? Oh, they're definitely taking you know Oakley's side. Hmm. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is if you're at a game. Regardless if you're a, a team legend or whatever. Dog, and I pay for my ticket. Normally, fans are going to say whatever they want to say because, I mean, they have... It's not unprecedented for people to be removed from the game whenever not, they're being, if they're being extremely belligerent or, you know, and they're asked to, hey... Now, it's one down. thing if he was drunk. See, when that whole thing happened... My, the first thing that came into my head was, oh, this man was wild and styling on some Bud Light. <laughs> and a Long Island. Wild and styling on Long Island. Yes, That's what straight, it is, bro. Straight up. So I was like, man, he's definitely lit at the game for him to be thrown out like but that. But we don't know that he wasn't. But we, he, well, we don't know. So I was like, okay, well. The interview hmm. that I saw, I will say this to the Knicks' credit. He did seem like he was slurring his speech a little bit. Now, I don't know mm. if that's just the way he normally talks or if that was due to alcohol. No idea. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised for because he was wild. He was surrounded by security. So, I mean, for me to see that, I'm thinking like, okay, this, this one black guy surrounded by like all these white security guards. Something's about to go down. He, he's, he's like a <laughs> foot taller than all of them. Yes. Too. So, I was like... And he's no normal size person. He's big dude. So, yeah. you know, obviously they felt like they needed to have a boatload of men to try to escort him out. So I'm thinking, like, okay, well, he he might be he, – he probably said something or was probably yelling at James Dolan from the side. And he was like, you know what? I don't care who you are. Get him out of here. You know? Yeah. So 
I'm sure this story will gradually transpire and come out and the truth will come out and things like that. He's supposed to be charged with like three felonies or, you know, what assault. Three felonies of assault or something like that. So I yeah, don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just It's unfortunate. I just don't understand like I don't know. I I never am okay with people like acting a fool in public. Mm-hmm. Like whether you pay for the ticket or not, like you can you can act you can act like yeah. a civilized human being. And then you got just kids there too. There's kids. You know, it's a family environment for the most part. But the the antics after the fact mm-hmm. as a as a multimillionaire billionaire owner like there's like that's completely uncalled for. Well, yeah. there's definitely some like pride issues there or some like insecurities with the way oh. somebody needs the or, the the Knicks in general need a just a serious overhaul. And it starts up on top, their, man. Their, in their PR department, and what you said earlier. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, there's just there's too many leaks, too much, just stuff going on in the and media. With the whole D Rose with, thing, just to touch on that, not to like put too much light on that. When he went AWOL on that game, I think they played New Orleans. I want to say in New Orleans, but he, I feel like he would have never done that if. He had a sense of respect with um, for the organization. For the organization, yeah. like oh, there's from, absolutely from the, no respect from the coach to the GM. Like, there's no communication or there's no connection level True. there. So I think for someone to do that, that means there's this it's rocky at the top. And then know? what's so surprising to me with the with the the Carmelo Anthony deal is that in that whole situation, Carmelo Anthony seems to be the like. The level-headed the adult one in this situation, right? Where definitely, where like Phil Jackson is the one who's like making little snide comments on Twitter and all this stuff and being super. I'm like, yeah. dude, you are one of the most respected coaches in NBA history. history. Like multiple championship, like all these championships and everything. Like it, it's just crazy Why to are me. You and I think down? maybe be coming from like my sport teams. The Patriots and Bill Belichick, oh, yeah. the the Braves and um, like Bobby Cox, like I just I don't know to see that like you think of a like a you think of that type of figure of like this winning this winning mentality this winning culture type of like coach and like you think of that person as kind of just the just the serious you know. You know, nose to the grindstone, just get the job done type of person. And Phil, I don't know if maybe just in his age or just in his position now that he's just like, he's just seems careless. He's just going nuts. It's like he's trying to get tired or something. Like Twitter, he's trying to sabotage his own job or something. I don't know. It's crazy. That's because we all know he wants to go back to LA. Well, I was like, maybe he's just like, you know what. This is not for me. He's acting a little Trumpish, if you ask me. <laughs> Let's not get into politics. He's, he's uh, bigly um, acting out of turn. <laughs> he's absolutely <laughs> acting. But out of turn. speaking of putting things to a vote, how, what do you guys think about the NBA MVP race right now? If the season ended today, who would you say this thus far deserves MVP? For me, I feel like someone that averages a triple-double deserves... I say at the end of the season, if Russell Westbrook 
averages a triple double, legitly, and is in the playoffs, you got to give him the, you got to give him the MVP. Period. Hands down. I love because that's love one Russ. of the things I thought never would happen in a modern NBA time is someone averaging a triple double. Never thought it would happen, or someone scoring a hundred points. Yeah, I know. In the I modern agree. day, how we play our game today, and how it's so hard to, um, I, I I feel it's hard to get rebounds now because, you know, how the game is played. Um, but I don't know. I think if you're if he averages a triple double by the end of the season and he's in the playoffs, no matter if he's eight seed, seven seed, he's MVP. That's that's what I believe. That's what I think should happen. I mean, like I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan. Like I love watching him play. The Thunder, one of my favorite teams. But I think somebody else deserves to win. It. I'll tell you why in a second. Tony, what do you think? Kenneth Fareed. <laughs> Kenneth Fareed doesn't even necessarily start. All right, all right, all right. James Harden. James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah. That's it. All right. He's turned it around, man. He's he's real life now. He's <laughs> just out here balling, man. He's balling. And I love James Harden. I love James Harden. So, anything to add to that, Tony? Nope. All right, well, I'm going to back you up on that one because I have been a James Harden hater oh. for the, t- the entire time he's been with the Rockets. I think he's had a bad attitude. I think he he's selfish. I think there's a lot of things that are negative about his game. The defense is not there. But in 2017, this year, he has, or 2016-17, he's completely, he's completely turned it around. I mean, for this guy, literally every year, I will say this, he, he has improved. His assists have gone up every year of his career. Last year, he was averaging seven and a half assists a game. This year, he's averaging over 11 assists per game. So, I do think it has a lot to do with D'Antoni's system. So, credit to Mike D'Antoni. But he is the one who's empowered Harden to play the way he's played. Not only is he averaging the points, he's averaging like 28 a game. And he's almost at eight rebounds. I mean, it's basically almost a triple-double. And his team is like the two or three seed in the West which is very difficult to do. I mean, I think that, like the winning, to me, and the level of play that they've had, to me, a little bit outweighs Westbrook with the triple-double. And Westbrook is like, we're at, he's at like .1 point above on assists, I think. So, at the end of the season, yeah, maybe he has 9.8 assists per game. He may not average a triple-double. It's still a huge accomplishment. And I still think he deserves a lot of recognition and a lot of, you know, votes. But I do think, for, for me, a guy who is not a fan of Harden, for me to say Harden is the MVP, I think that says a lot about his game and the way he stepped up this year. Yeah. Yeah, he stepped up big time. <laughs> I mean, so can't, of, we have to always so mention, I mean, Kawhi has had a fantastic season. The Spurs haven't missed a beat. Kawhi Howard. <laughs> no. He's had some good games. I think Kevin Durant actually, if if he wasn't on the Warriors who have all this talent, I mean, he, his numbers have been phenomenal as well, and he's been very efficient, like extremely efficient. Still, so we'll be like, we'll like it'll be kind of <clears throat> behind a little bit, but I want to know what you guys think about the because the All Star game is tomorrow. To, this is Saturday. 
to the All Star games tomorrow. What do you guys think about uh, KD and Westbrook? You know, being on the same team and possibly being on the court at the same time. What do you guys think about that dynamic and that relationship? And do you have any? Uh, it's definitely going to be rocky. On what's what what that's going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely going to be rocky because of all this. But I think the media has made it what it is. Like, honestly, at some point, I think they're going to be able to sit down and talk it out as men, and they're going to be fine. But with the way things happen when, you know, Durant's first game back in Oklahoma City and how he got booed and Westbrook was said, I'm coming for you, I'm coming for you, all this stuff, I think it's played it up. You know, I think there's still some animosity there on both sides a little bit. I'd say less so on Durant's side than on Westbrook's side because I think Durant's just happy where he is and I think he's doing well. But it's definitely going to be awkward and interesting, but I I do think at some point it'll be reconciled. I think they'll be fine. What do you think, Ray? I think that I don't, for some reason deep down, and I expect it to be turn out like you say, like exactly how you say, because they are men, and but – for some reason, deep down, I think I was. I just think that their relationship is not going to be ever the same. You know, they're not going to. Which, which, I mean, from 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 multiple accounts, they're for people who are close to the team and stuff like that. Off the court, they they were never known to be like. They weren't going out to eat together and all this. I mean, they, That's true. they were never known to be like really good friends. They worked. They worked well together on on the court, and they had good chemistry on the court. But I think, and I think that's what a lot of the, the with with the media what they want they want to get into them like personally. Personal. And yeah. Why aren't you guys talking? And and do you think you guys will ever talk and hang out or be like in in really. You know, I think Russ kind of handles it handles it the wrong way, but he's just tired of hearing it. But I think he approaches it the wrong way. When what needs to be said is, look, we're just we're we're both just doing our job. We're both doing our thing. We were we were never really we were never really friends to my begin thing, with. Why is this a thing now? My thing yeah. was, they have hung out out like outside of. Well, I guess maybe probably not outside of basketball. They've worked out in the summer together because I know I remember seeing um, on the HBO special that when they were trying to they end up trying to recruit uh, Paul Gasol from the Lakers or something like that, and they were like in LA running up a uh, a sand a sand hill. So obviously sometimes they work out together, but yeah. You know, Russell's married, so his extra time is going to go to his wife. Which yeah, he's really involved with his family, too, his parents. And, right, and, and so wife. I think... I just think the media is really yeah. drumming this up oh, as, like, definitely. these are, like, just... I mean, they like, I mean, they act like, you know, oh, they, they've been boys since childhood. Yeah, and yeah. They've been inseparable, and all of a sudden now there's this rift between them when it's like... Kevin... Wait a minute. Kevin just handled it wrong. None of this and ever so happened. that... Um, just went down a rabbit hole. It was created a rabbit hole by the media, and they wanted to know why and why this. And I'm seeing interviews. They're interviewing uh, Russell and KD separately, and you know they're asking them questions about each other, and they're uninterested because 
you know, this is people's real life. It's like, what do you want me to do? So one thing I wanted to add to the whole Durant-Westbrook conversation was that I listened to an interview where Bill Simmons interviewed Durant. They were in some kind of restaurant or something. Durant was very honest and open about you know his relationship. They didn't really talk about him and, and Russ a lot. But one thing that I thought was interesting that he said was he said they, they talked about Harden a little bit. And he said, Harden, James is my guy. This is Durant saying. He's like, James is my guy. And they said, well, he's like, well, have you talked to him during the season? And he's like, well, no, because he's on a different team. So we don't communicate a lot during the, the NBA calendar year, you know what I'm saying, like while they're playing. But they hang out during the summertime and they talk. So it's like, yeah, him and, him and Russ haven't talked but he hasn't talked to James Harden either, who's a good friend of his. Right. So do we really need to blow this out of proportion? Yeah, yeah. And, I think it's definitely blown way yeah. out of proportion. Right. It just depends on the lifestyle. Like, James is a single guy, too. He's not married, so of course he's going to... To me, I just feel like the married guy is going to be more family-oriented, so his free time is not going to be, oh, yeah, Kevin, baby, you know, let's go to Maui together. You know, like, they're not I say we just out. settle it in the ring. <laughs> yeah, just let him brawl it out. I said, listen, pay per view. Tell him to go in the box. Five hundred octagon. Oh, boxing or yeah. MMA? In a in in MMA, Russell has definitely got. You think so? Okay, he was like put him in a headlock. Scrappy? Yeah, he'll jump yeah. over the top of him and put yeah, him in a headlock. Yeah. That's gonna be crazy. Oh man. So, speaking of fighting, what do you guys think about the? Uh, um, Conor McGregor, uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Is it ever gonna happen? Gimmick. Is it? Is <laughs> you just said gimmick. Like, is it gonna really, happen? I think it's definitely a gimmick because yeah. you know the other day they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's almost final," and then. But the thing is, they said this for so long about Pacquiao Mayweather, yeah. but that ended up happening. Yeah, but it took years and years. And they though. were both boxers. <laughs> <laughs> McGregor's can't even like. Okay, like I like McGregor. I'm not hating on McGregor, but. He didn't fight that well against somebody who's a well-known boxer in MMA. Not like an actual boxer, but like Nate Diaz is a pretty well-known boxer in MMA. Like, that's his style, but, you know, McGregor didn't exactly do well against him, so how is he going to beat Floyd Mayweather? And listen, I think Floyd Mayweather likes to dodge and run while he fights, but why would he come back and fight his 50th fight with a guy who's an MMA fighter. You know, it yeah. just doesn't make sense to me. I think if it's, I mean, if it's boxing, McGregor gets absolutely stomped. And I, I don't, I don't, I think eventually it ha- I think eventually it may happen, but I don't think it'll be very soon. And, um, you know, Dana White has made that pretty clear that, look, y'all can say all you want, but, Connor's signed with under contract. Yeah. <laughs> Connor signed with me, so uh, whatever he does has to go through me. Oh, but and McGregor's coming for him, though. He's training. He's got the videos out there. Yeah. I don't know. I just Connor needs to worry about Nate Diaz too. Yeah. Is what he needs to worry about. Nate Diaz three. I mean, think what they're doing. It's a. It's a crazy. Is what? Uh, They've already fought twice. Yeah. This would be three. I just think I think what they're doing is trying to build hype 
just off these these crazy statements about each other. Um, every TMZ interview, you know, McGregor is lashing out. I want Mayweather. You know, he, he they're taking every opportunity to try to spice this thing up, and I think it's the only way they can do it because there's so many. The optics outside of this, it's it, it seems unlikely. So I don't know. We'll have to just see. This is one of those things we'll just got. It's just gonna have to build over time. Maybe we just maybe we maybe we should have a fight. Just we have a like fight? the three of us, a yeah. three way fight. I wanted to fight you guys after the other night. A warrior rumble. <laughs> Our fans the out there, if you guys are listening, um, please, we're going to put a poll out there, and we're going to put all our um, statistical facts. And, of what? Um, just, you know, um, wingspan, wingspan height, height, weight, weight. you know, um, past fights, if we ever been in fights. In, oh, you know, have, you ever, have you ever been in a fight before? Ben, have you ever been in a fight? <laughs> I've not literally been in, in a fight. fist fight outside, outside of I've been in a lot of wrestling matches with my brother. Oh, you got a brother. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, sibling sibling rivalry. That I don't think I've ever actually punched somebody in the face, if that's what you're asking. Raj, you ever been in a fist fight? I have been in a fist fight. Yeah? Yeah. One or I multiple? Won. Yes, not I won. One, not one <laughs> W-O-N, like one number one, O-N-E. One, uh, one, one legit, yeah. one legit fight. Um, that, I consider it my fight, and... It went down. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. I think everyone remembers their very first fight, whether if it's like with sibling or, you know, actually someone you didn't know or someone you did know, just blah, blah, blah. But I, everyone remembers one fight that got got turned up. And everyone, I think everyone remembers their first time they've got hit and things like that. Like, it's just, you know. I don't. Come on, man. I promise you, I don't. Were you in I a fight? Remember, I, oh, Have yeah. Been I, in a fight? I, I used to scrap pretty regularly, but, um, <laughs> but a lot of it was. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a ton of fights. What are you talking no, about? But the thing is, like, no, I mean, I, I don't. I've never been in just like a. Like, just stand up, like. Yeah. Like. Um, stand up, street fighter joint. Like, trading blows type fight. Double I mean, I've been in some. Joint. I've been in some wrestling, you know, some wrestling matches. Take just. Wrestling. Take, take, take downs and. Uh, I got I got punch in the eye one time. Got punch in the from the from the back. Uh, yeah, I got a scar on my dude. eye. Were you jumped? No, no, I was in a locker room. Uh, <laughs> you jumped in an alley. I mean, he... kind of. I mean, kind of. I wasn't expecting it. And, hey, um, I, I broke a kid's leg at football practice one time. Does that count? <laughs> that doesn't. That does not count. I I karate chopped a kid who had a broken collarbone at football practice one time because he was talking smack. Why did you karate chop him? Because he had a broken collarbone. Was that an effective uh, method? No, I just chopped him straight on his broken clavicle. He was he was just talking smack. He was talking smack. Nobody liked him anyways. And so did this for the team. (laughs) Charles Oakley did this for all the other people. Represented for the squad. I took one for the city. (laughs) Did this for my team. The team on my back. No. But uh, no, I uh, no. So I've been involved in some stuff like that, but okay. you know, pretty you know, on the real though, scrap I... with some some neighborhood kids. I know this kid down the uh, this kid that lived down the road from us. Me and his brother got in a fight one time, and oh, that, that wasn't. I mean, it, it's you know, nothing real serious. Yeah, you know, I got into some arguments and uh, shoving matches with my cousins. 
but you know nothing really after too your serious. fight do you evaluate yourself how it transpired like no 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 uh what you do is you go into your bedroom mm-hmm. and you, yell your pillow. you no you hop around you hop around <laughs> like like Oscar De La Hoya in your in your ah, ah, the footwork is on his then, hand right there. Oh yeah, and then you like you really you like relive what you should have done, right? And how it should have gone, and then like try to ignore how ugly it really was, and that like you just got into a argument and put this kid in the chicken wing and like <laughs> other neighborhood kids broke it up in four seconds and you're like oh you should let me fight him oh I would have knocked him out oh, like oh, hold me back <laughs> like, like that's what you do you go to your bedroom and really, kind of like whenever you're kind of like whenever your mom gets on to you and you go in your bedroom and you just <laughs> when you go to your bedroom you're like oh I can't stand you <laughs> I'm gonna run away. <laughs> Do you ever have any of those? Like what? you know, you can't yell at your mom because you get beat. Well, like, when pops gets home, yeah. But you say you just go in your bedroom and then act bad. Oh yeah. Well, just with me with that situation, it was a. Uh, we were at a. Uh, it was like a party. Like it was one of these kids, neighborhood kids. Uh, Birthday party. Is there drugs there? There is no drugs. It was like middle school or something like that. And, there was definitely uh, drugs there. No. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure the reason why we're talking about this because we're not fighting people. Like, we don't, I don't come from, I don't have a fighting bone in my body, really. But I can, I can protect myself. So, and I've always been like this since I was a kid. And there was this one guy who wanted to be, like, super tough and wanted to have a no one really liked him. I didn't care for him. But anyway, I guess the girl that he was interested in um, wanted to dance with me or something like that. And we were like in this, the birthday party was um, in this garage or whatever. And I know it's super sketch, but it was just, you know, the, it was, you know, drinks, you know, pop, um, cake everywhere. You know, it was a legit party. And, uh, <laughs> You're drawing a great picture. I see just like just tables of just I mean, overflowing cups of yeah, soda and no, all you, different kinds of all different kinds of cakes. You guys seen uh, Project X everywhere? No. <laughs> yes. Just without the drugs, it was it was super clean party. So um, the, I was dancing with this girl, and the guy got mad, and. Um, so he, my best friend was there at that time, um, Rob. I probably shouldn't say his name, but Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Uh, he had, he broke his hand like maybe two months ago, so he had a cast on his arm, and the guy was picking on him. And I was like, dude, why are you picking on Rob? You know, like he has a broken arm, and he's like, what are you gonna do by Rashid? So I guess he was already mad at me. So I was like, dog, calm down, man. And then so he pushed me. No, before he pushed me, he um, he was all in my face, and then he spat in my face. <gasps> and I was like, are you serious? And then he pushed me, and then he pushed me back on, like, some uh, some dumbbells. Not dumbbells, but the bench. It was, you know, it was a garage, so there's, like, a bench with weights there. So I went back on that, and then I threw the punch, and it, it turned up. Like, I, pushed, I punched him, and then uh, the kid had... For his birthday, he got like this money. You broke 
Yeah. The birthday gift. Yeah, he got like this money framed um uh hundred like Benjamin Franklin glass money frame or whatever like that. This is crazy. That's what he wanted. So that shattered <laughs> and then the kid, you know, started crying. He's like, You broke my gift and then that's when the party ended. So we had to walk home and blah, 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 blah. and then it's crazy, my mom was so wild. Someone some one of my friends that walked with us to the party, he was like Miss Linda, Rashid got in the fight. Rashid got in the fight. <laughs> well, I was like, what? Rashid? Oh, man. And then she was like, Rashid, did you beat him up? I was like, mom. So I just kind of like, that that whole experience. Mom was your hype man? She was my hype man. <laughs> so that was just crazy. Because I got spat on, man. What you going to do after you get spat on oh, in you, front of your homies? Yeah, you, you, know you can't let saying? that go. No, no. Oh, but that's man. like my high, highlight of fighting. Well, we, uh... <laughs> We had a good entertaining there talk. They have fun. It was a good entertaining talk. Um, you know, we appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you hit us up on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, give us a review on SoundCloud or SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Is yeah. that the next new uh, radio station? <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud. If new you York. guys have any SoundCloud questions, SoundCloud New York. No. Or topics that we should talk about, like our last topic, we just kind of just threw that in the air. Um, let us know, you know, tweet at us at the tech foul podcast. Yeah. The tech foul pod. Foul podcast. The tech foul pod. The tech foul pod. We'll get it right one day. Twitter. We'll get it right one day. But yeah, so Twitter, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Give us some reviews, some likes. We appreciate you guys and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. See ya.